This episode is brought to you by Hulu, presenting Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. From the backboard to the front office, Legacy captures the remarkable rise and unprecedented success of one of the most iconic franchises in professional sports. Featuring new revealing interviews from players, coaches, and execs, this 10-part documentary series chronicles this extraordinary story from the inside. Watch Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers now, only on Hulu. Blog Talk Radio. When you need help or advice, you turn to your parents or a trusted friend for help. So why go outside of Virginia, your home, when you need car insurance? Abra Insurance gives you individual attention and won't turn your way no matter what your driving record looks like. Giving same-day personal service in the state of Virginia for over 30 years. Abra Insurance, 979-0814 is the number. AbraInsurance.com is the site. Yo, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, though? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast, man. What time is it? Oh, we starting on time today. Starting at 6 o'clock on the dot. So I'm going to let people load up on Facebook and YouTube. Um, Damn, the YouTube stream. I don't have, I can't type nothing, but the number is 760-695-1106. Uh, we're going to recap the playoffs. Um. We definitely gonna recap this Aaron Hernandez documentary though. Uh what else we gotta we gotta talk about? Gotta talk about Richard Sherman versus uh Darrell Revis. I wanna know why Revis felt like he had to tweet at Richard Sherman, but I understand they got personal beef. Um also it was more narratives that I was attacking today on Facebook and social media, man, and, and one narrative that uh I had to go ahead and attack was the, like the Barry Sanders and, and Emma Smith narrative. And people always swear up and down that Emma Smith had all these Pro Bowl linemen and they made Emma Smith and blah, blah, blah. So I had a retort and it was like, so he was only good because of the Pro Bowl linemen and people said yes. And I was like, well, how many Pro Bowls did that offensive line, did the people in the offensive line that was there before him make before Emmett became the starter? Because I just like to use people's logic against them. Like they set the parameters of why somebody was good. And I rebuttal it with the same energy they give me. And a lot of people, most of the time, they don't even answer because that's just what it is. But, uh, yo, 540729, what's good with you? What's up, Hulk? What up with you, JaVale? Maintaining, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. Also, we also got to talk about the national championship as well, LSU versus Clemson. And the guys that are coming back to school and the guys that are leaving. So we got a full show, man, an hour worth. Um, we'll wait for more analysts to call. But we got JaVel on the line. JaVel, what game you want? You, what you want to talk about first? You want to talk about the Aaron Hernandez documentary? You want to talk about the playoff game, uh, Revis versus Sherman? What, what you want to talk about first, fam? Um, we can we can start that the Aaron Hernandez joint. That's a uh... I think that's that's the the hot trending thing right now, man. Yeah, um, it I had, uh, yeah, I had. I mean, I had been interested in you know what I'm saying in the the whole you know what I'm saying situation and how it played out, and you know I had I had watched the other mini series you know that they have done over the past year or two uh, on Aaron Hernandez, but this one, uh, I, I think 
I mean, the the, the story was there, and everybody kind of knew, you know, what what had took place. But the the intriguing thing about this was just the the inside, you know, conversations, uh, and you know that he, he had over the phone, like um, like his his mindset and, and his mentality, man. You know, when when you hear him talking of, you know, how how he has like a perfect cell and like like he was just like like he wasn't phased by being incarcerated you know, for the charge that he was on. And, and, you know, that's what really made me take a step back and, and, and really think like, you know, he had, he had something really major, majorly wrong with him with, with his mental, man. I mean, and I think, I think that was the, the biggest, biggest thing that I took away from that documentary. Do you feel like, well, how do you feel like them putting the gay narrative on him like that, that, that has something to do with it? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about that, man. You know, because I, you know, they they try to put that 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 narrative out there on him, and, and then try to try to cloud the whole masculinity aspect, you know, uh, of being in a in a professional football player and being in in the locker room and, and that type of you know that type of environment. And I think I saw you had said something earlier, or maybe I heard someone say uh, earlier uh, today or yesterday that you know that's the reason that they is there still isn't any openly gay players in the NFL, you know? And and maybe that was just something that, that came out that he couldn't handle. But on the other hand, it just could have been that, you know, he, he just got major major issues with, with his mental, man, and he was just a, a evil individual. Yeah, man, I just think, you know, when it comes to Aaron Hernandez, like, first of all, it seemed like the quarterback – his quarterback in high school was, was very, was, I don't know what adjective I want to use, but like, I think, so here, here's my struggle when it comes to the narrative about people saying that he, you know, slept with men or like men. It's like with women, they could do both and they just buy. But with a guy, it just seemed like the guy's gay. Like a guy can't be bi or we be damned if, a guy that likes men can also ball in football, ball in, in basketball, whatever it, it may. I'm at, I'm a firm believer that nobody should have to announce Jack, you know what, to the world about their sexuality. Like that's up to you. It just is what it is. Um, so with that being said, I didn't understand what I mean. I understood what the what the lineman for for New England why he was up there by the end because he said he was planning to kill himself as well. I don't think Aaron Hernandez killed himself because he was struggling with if he was gay or not. I don't think he shot people because he, if he felt he was gay or not. I just felt like Aaron Hernandez, I mean, like any, any, any other body who kills somebody, you just don't know why the hell they killing somebody. But this man wasn't like he was on the down low having boyfriends. Like I could see if it was like uh, the R. Kelly series where you got masses of, of, of little girls, underage girls just coming out saying, yeah, he did this to me, or or the Bill Cosby thing, or yeah, he did this to me back in the day. I'm pretty sure if Aaron Hernandez was struggling with his sexuality and he was gay, it would be more than just the quarterback from high school or the guy that was locked up with him that was free now. Like, that's just my opinion. I just felt like, you know, he experimented. He got molested when he was younger, his brother said, and the fool was just sniping people. Like, I'm not going to give him that out. I don't know about CTE either, but I just feel like he was just sniping people. Like, I'm going to just say he was a killer. And then he turned around. But did they, 
did they say sure. did they say that uh during his autopsy that that was one of the most severe cases of of CTE that uh that they had seen? Oh yeah, his brain his brain was beat up. Yeah, when they when they checked out his brain, his brain was beat up. But here's the thing. And and I and I and I truly believe this. He killed himself to try to make sure that his little girl and his and his wife or girlfriend, fiance, was still gonna get that forty million dollar. Because right. that's why he was so emotional when he got up, when he wasn't found guilty, because he knew he was going to appeal it. And if you appeal it, um, I forgot the law in, in New England, but apparently if you appeal, it's basically, and then you die, it's like you didn't do the crime. Right. That's right. why he was, it was something to that. Him. Yeah, it was something to that, to that uh, effect, and it was Massachusetts law that I, I did hear that as well. You know, but my thing is with with the CTE man, and you go back to cases of of uh, you know players you know committing suicide, and you know we go back to the to the Junior Seau uh, situation from a couple years ago. Like if you if you're really messed up like that in the head, where you will take your own life, you'll definitely take someone else's life. You know, and and yeah. from all accounts, you know, from all accounts, that, that was the second time Aaron Hernandez you know had had killed someone. You know. As far as what you know, all the it was never proven in a court of law. But the situation where he got in a situation with the guy in the club, you know, a few years back, and then you know, thirty minutes later, the dude, the dude was shot. You know, you know, yeah. and all all fingers are pointed back to Aaron Hernandez, but they could never, you know, actually pin that that crime on him. But if your mental is messed up and, and you're in that state of mind where you could take someone else's life, I mean, take your life. You know, you you can definitely take take your life without you know without without thinking about it. So you know, I, I it's a it's a lot of different it's a lot of different factors, you know that 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 play into it. But my 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 biggest hiccup about this is once he appealed and he won that case, and you know what his lawyer was saying that it was a good chance that he could have the other the other charge you know overturned as well in, in the appeal process. And if to get to go through that situation with one case and then know that you have an appeal process, you know, about to take place in, in your other case, and then, you know, less than two weeks later, you kill yourself. It's just like, you know, it's just a lot of a lot of unanswered questions that were left out there. No, nah, that's that's true, man. And people in the uh, Facebook chat talking about the CTE. And, um, oh, man, uh, Chad Wood said a great thing. Many folks have CTE and don't go killing people. And then Saraz said, why boxers don't shoot people? Because boxers get hit in the head. And I'm pretty sure they got CTE. I mean, look, we, you know, that, that's, the, that's the thing about CTE. That's the thing about trauma. That's the thing about PTSD. We just, you know, with the brain states, a lot of folks got to realize, like with this AB situation, don't nobody know what's going on with that dude. And y'all see, I stopped talking about it because I really think something wrong with him. And um, but in this in our culture, you know, folks don't believe in mental health, so they just say somebody acting like an asshole, and and unless until it affects them, you know, firsthand, then they'll be willing to get somebody checked out. But you know, they showed that Aaron Hernandez's brain was beat up. You know, he went through a lot of trauma growing up. You just don't know what type of demons somebody's dealing with. But I just didn't want them to push the the gay narrative because it seemed like it would cause other gays to really be reluctant to come out. Or maybe they was trying to push it to make gay folks feel like they got to come out. But me personally, you don't got to do jack. Just live your life. If you like men or you like women, like if you're a female and you like females, you're a man, you like men, 
You ain't got to announce nothing to ball hop. You ain't got to tell me nothing. I ain't going to be like, oh, my God, you dating the same sex. I'm going to be like, okay, that's what you choose. But I ain't, I, I've never been down with that movement. And I, and I, I look, I got, I got cousins who, who gay, homosexual. I don't know the, the PC term, but they ain't have to come out and tell me. You know what I'm saying? Once I saw it, I was like, cool. What we eating at? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's just right. me, man. That's just yeah. me. But uh, let's go ahead. And, let's go ahead and, and switch. Let's go ahead and transition. Switch the mood. Let's go talk about this Titans versus the Chiefs. Um, you know, Javel, when we discussed the preview of this game, um, we had guys on the show. My man Terrence Banks was up here. He, you know, he said the key thing. You know, with the Titans, control the line of scrimmage, control the clock, keep Kansas City defense off the field, and it seemed like it worked for just one quarter, almost two full quarters, almost. But the thing is, when you're going against a high-power offense, the time possession really don't mean anything because they can strike fast. And in a sense, that makes the methodical team feel like they got to speed up because you're using all this clock and you're not coming away with touchdowns. And once I saw the ten- that Tennessee, when I went back and watched again, once I saw they set up for a field goal, I felt like that ignited the Chiefs. Like, okay, we held them to a field goal. We good because we ain't going to settle for no damn field goals. We're going to score six. And uh, Darren, you passed in, fam. What you think about that, Javel? What's good, G? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Everybody, everybody had a good old weekend. Uh oh. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. You already know. You know, when I get in, this, when I get in the room, we already talking smoke. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I ain't trying to take over your show or nothing. But when, when you play to get through the real smoke, you can come back to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, but look, 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 the floor, the floor you is yours. Deep. I, I, okay, so I don't want to, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get my my tidbits on the Kansas City thing first. We all knew what was gonna happen. We're not gonna sit here and act like okay, they got up like ten points and gonna do something. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? As soon as as soon as Kansas City started doing what they were supposed to do, which was catch the ball in the first, you know, when they. I, I've noticed that they start dropping the rock, they start falling behind. But you know, they catch these. The, I mean, it's been cold outside. You know what I'm saying? Miami, <laughs> Miami's not gonna be cold, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's some of them. That's their natural habitat. It's gonna be hot, or I'll say warm. You know what I'm saying? You got Mahomes throwing like this when it's cold, negative five degrees outside. What you think gonna happen to Miami? And so you are for me talking like this. You already know who my pick is. You know what I'm saying? So we are here exposing frauds, Jimmy G. Y'all here exposing Ooh. frauds out here. We, we, you know, we, we we got some things we need to speak about. You know, uh, but like I said, we just just so I can say, you know, Kansas City. You know, we we knew what was gonna happen, man. We ain't gonna sit here and pretend like we ain't know. Like you know, we blowing up Tannehill. Like he about to come in and do something, do something magical. No, man. The real Tannehill showed up. Couldn't do nothing with his receivers. Um, they was going to key in on a run game, you know. I mean, that's another that's another narrative too. Like that, talking about that, your boys is trash. Like they're trash on that defense. They got good players on that defense, good experienced players on that defense. They got Chris Jones. They got Suggs. They got uh, Clark. They got um, who else they had? They have freaking um, Tyron Matthew, man. Uh, look, they may not be no you know stout defense, but they definitely. You know what I'm saying? Very opportunistic 
All they need to do is stop you for two possessions, and then it's over. I mean, if you really want to be honest. So, you know, but when, when you better get back to the real smoke, you can come back to me, man. I ain't, I ain't trying to take over the show or nothing. Hey, you good, man. Hey, you do. Oh, okay. All right. So let's start with the Darrell Reeves talk then. Um, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, So, so, so you feel you feel that the Chiefs' offense will be able to do that against the Forty Nine er defense because I don't yes. I don't know if they've seen a, you, a defense I'm like the Forty Nine er defense. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. 49ers had issues. 49ers been having issues with mobile quarterbacks. Oh boy, apparently he got his knee back. You know what I'm saying? So for him to be running like that, he don't need to. He don't need to run um, so much down the field. He just need to run good enough to where he can make time for his receivers to get open. And I don't know if you watched uh, Devontae Adams turn your boy, um, turn your boy Sherman around like a top. You know what I'm saying? Going down the field, and Adam's not even really that fast. He's just great with his route running. What do you think Tyreek's about to do to that boy? I mean, you know, these twitchy receivers. Like, when you have these, like, quick, twitchy uh, receivers like Watkins and you got uh, Tyreek on the other side, and then I'm not even talking about Miko Harmon or um, Robinson. All these cats running like 4-4. You got a whole track team. You know what I'm saying? Speed kills. And I think that's going to be the difference in that um, San Francisco game. If San Francisco fall back behind by two touchdowns, the game is over. Jimmy G is not going to be able to – Jimmy G cannot throw eight passes in the game and think he's going to beat Kansas City, bro. But that, my, but my thing is you, 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 you're saying that, like, like that's, that's Garoppolo's fault. Like, he only had to throw the ball eight games. That's because they running game was dominating the Why? Why? No, so, no, no. You're so, looking at it wrong. I mean, you, they couldn't. You're they looking couldn't at it wrong. Run. Like any, no, co- any look, coach, for the I, most I got part, you. for the most part, for the most part, any coach would go into a game and they could control the uh, time of possession and control the clock by running the ball like that. They're going to. And if you can win the game, you. and your quarterback only has to throw eight times, what's the problem with that? I, I, I got you. I got you. I got what you're saying. All right. But every time they let this boy um, throw the rock, he throw like he's nervous. I don't know. Every time you see this man, they're like, okay, we about to get ready to, um, you know, Guapolo, go ahead and try to do your thing. Every time he gets started, started trying to do his thing, he come out there shaky, and no boy go right back to the run again. <laughs> hey, let's not, hey, let's not hey, sit here hey, and Darian? act like, like that haven't been happening. Yeah, Darren, you got a point. Let's not sit here and act like that. For both playoff games, as soon as Jimmy Arm got shaky, it, it was all running from that point on. And, and you know, give it a, like I said, give it to Kyle Shanahan. He's shown an ability to adjust something I don't think he did in the Super Bowl when Atlanta lost to the Patriots. But since then, he's demonstrated that, you know what, I ain't afraid to just run the damn ball. I mean, he did something that hadn't been done since 73. A quarterback attempt less than 10 passes and win the damn playoff but- game. But what did I say last podcast? When you have a big, beefy offensive line that moves people against their will, and you got a good tight end that ain't scared to block, and you got a running back that runs like 4-3, 4-2, you know what I'm saying? He pulling away from these folks, man. Like, it's not, it's not fair. Like, he run, it's like an Alabama offensive line, and you see him part, part the seed, and, oh, boy, all you got to do is run through. That's all they've been doing. Yeah. But like I said, you always need to stop the run about twice with Kansas City. 
Kansas City don't need a bunch of time to score on you. I mean, but, I mean, I the, mean thing, the, thing, the thing is with Jimmy G and fans of Jimmy G and 49 fans got to realize this. Every quarterback is going, is going to be disrespected when when the team just runs the ball. Like, nobody's going to give your quarterback respect. So, you just got to realize this comes with the territory. Jimmy G threw eight passes. You can't say nothing. Like, and you know what's so crazy about this, Darian? Is that he's credited mm-hmm. with a playoff win. He's credited yeah. with a playoff win off of eight attempts. He's credited with a playoff win the last game where they ran the ball 13 straight times after he threw an interception and got and built the lead behind that. So that's why I always say I hate that stat for, stats for quarterbacks because last game was a prime example of, yeah, you could say somebody got a winning record, but what else? Something else took place. Yeah, that's why yeah. I hate that, Look, that dope narrative. Congr- congratulations, San Fran. Y'all paid for Alex Smith. Y'all paid $150 million for Alex Smith all over again. So this is the same situation. Damn. You look at 2011. Go, go look at 2011. Um. Um, Alex Smith. Hey, yo, this is a this is a Vikings mighty, fan mighty talking comparable. spicy to y'all. It's a this a Vikings fan talking spicy to y'all. Just, you know, just you My, know. mighty comparable. You know what I'm saying? Look, I'm real about my team. I just want San Francisco to be real about theirs. No, I just mean, like I want you the know, to be get, real about their team. If somebody get paid a hundred million dollars, you're going to you're going to be put up under this microscope. It just is what it is. Folks don't like it. But they got to. They don't like it when it's happening to their squad and their quarterback. But anybody else, they talking a lot of you know what. Now look, Jimmy had a good season though. I mean, you know, he he, he had some solid numbers. You know what I'm saying? Go 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 look at 2011 Alex Smith. Go look at 2011 Alex Smith. In the playoffs, they got to admit he's been shaky. He's been shaky, but but hey, the team's winning. So that's all that matters. Yeah. The team is winning. That's cool. Hey, but but there, yeah. I don't. I mean, I, I you, I, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I just ain't. I, you know, I'm not a Chiefs or 49er fan. But when it when it comes to this matchup in the game, I, I just think that 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 49ers defense, man, that 49ers defense has been been right all year. And I understand Kansas City got a high powered offense, man. But if you if you break it down position by position, and we were talking about the best quarterbacks left, you know, in the final four teams last week, if you take the what the Packers offense had yesterday against the 49ers defense, and then what Kansas City, you know, it, it, I mean, um, what what Kansas City is, you you would say, yeah, you know, Kansas City defense, you know, has has uh, possesses a, a much bigger uh, a threat, you know, than than the Packers did, but I, I just I just feel that the 49ers, man, they have been. I, I think maybe they have faced more better – their defense has faced better quarterbacks and better overall offenses. Than them, them maybe better, more More than Kansas City has faced good defenses like that throughout the year. I mean, just, just look just look at their division, you know, for an example. You know, who who they had to play, the Broncos twice, the Raiders twice, um, who, who, who the other team in, in the West, and the Chargers. You know what I'm saying? The Chargers don't have so look, a, Chargers don't have a bad defense. The problem with the Chargers was Philip Rivers kept giving the other team the rock. You look at Chargers a defense too. I'm just saying, look, man, listen. Um, what are the losses for San Francisco this year? They lost to mobile quarterbacks. Russell Wilson served them up, served them up. So did Lamar Jackson, served them right on up. 
because they can't just go back and key in on pass on the pass rush. They can't key in on them. What do you think Mahomes is going to do to them? Now I'm not saying by no. means it ain't going to be no blowout, but I mean they're going to do they're going to do their best to control the clock. But like I said, yeah. Kansas City don't need a whole lot of time to run up points on you. They don't. And what I mean, um, to also say this too, they their backs haven't really been tested like that. Your backs don't need to be your defensive backs have an easy job when you have a good pass rush. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to start jumping routes when you know what I'm saying. The ball's coming out quick. I, I just feel yeah. I feel that the Chiefs the Chiefs went down early by double digits in the first two games. I don't feel they can do that against the 49ers, man, because I I think that the, even though even though the Titans had a have a really good Again, running game, man, why and is Henry that? was the leading rusher, they don't but they don't have the running game that that the 49ers have, man. They don't need and, it. And, hey, and, but, and Shanahan. But, but, Shanahan can put any back back there. It's not just one. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be the world down with, with three well, backs. Two now, I think one of them is I think that's the difference. Yeah, but so check well, this I mean, out. we don't know so, if Coleman going to play. So so check this out. So I remember people were saying that KC couldn't fall behind versus Tennessee the way they felt, even though it wasn't to the extreme like with Tennessee. But people are now saying that KC can't fall behind the 49ers. 10 nothing. Like, to me, if it's 10 nothing in the first quarter, that, like, I realize there's so much football left, and that offense they got, 10 points in the first quarter is not a big not a big deal, in my opinion. Now, if it's 10 points based off you just running the ball, running the ball, and then they're getting the, the Mahomes and that type of thing, that's a little different. But here's my thing. What happens if KC get up quick on San Francisco? Because we all keep, you know, a lot of people keep saying KC better not get down quick. What happens if KC get up quick versus the 49ers? What is Shanahan going to do then? Is he going to say, yo, Jimmy, we got to throw ourselves up out of here? Are you going to just, you know, are you going to stay even still, meaning 50-50? Because they've been basically, well, they ain't just 50-50 because Jimmy only thrown like, let me see, hold on, hold on, I had it up. I think he thrown like 27 passes in two games. Yeah. Yeah, he gonna he gonna have to throw it though. But see, that's the thing. That's the thing about that's the thing about Kyle Shanahan. The the his offenses, he knows how to get receivers open. You know, I mean that was his thing. He was a receiver at, at Texas. You know, and then when he came into the league, whatever team it was, whether it was the Redskins, whether it was the Browns, whether whether it was with the Falcons, he always had great spacing and, and great route concepts, and his receivers could always get open. So if if he has to go to Sanders and he has to go to Kittles, you know, I, I mean, he gonna have to he gonna have to show that he worth that money because you're not gonna be able to run the ball 45 times if you're down by 10, 14 points. But he does have good offensive concepts that can get receivers open if he need be. And Kansas City's defense at times has been suspect this year. The they have played better over the, the past greatest? month. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, finish. I want you to finish. Ahead, finish. I want you to finish. No, no, I was just saying that they they have played better, you know, over the last over the last month, you know, uh, you know, with with Juan going down, that was that was a, a big loss, you know, even with him being named last year to the All Ricky team, you know. So, I mean, when it when it comes to Kittles, Kittles is a, is a problem in the passing game, and I, I think everybody would agree that him and Kelsey are are the two best tight ends in the league, pass catching yeah. and blocking. 
You know what I'm saying? That's yep. what helps the 49ers run game out a lot because Kittle's, I think, is by far the best uh, black blocking tight end in the league. And, you know, he gets on that second level and he takes, you know, linebackers and, and safeties out of the plays on a lot of run plays on, on the side that he happens to be lined up on in the formation. Mm-hmm. So, can I, can I go? Okay. So, here's the thing with Kansas City, right? What we noticed about – not Kansas City, about San Francisco. How often have you seen Jimmy Garoppolo throw down the field past 20, 30 yards? All his, all his stuff has been short because he has, he has receivers that are good with yak. You got guys like Debo Samuel, when he gets the ball in his hands, can make something happen. Manuel Sanders can make something happen when he gets the ball in his hands. Uh, George Kittle, good after the catch. You know what I'm saying? As far as him throwing what about, down the field. What about the, other, what about the other kid? The other kid, he goes deep from time to time. He runs nine routes. The, the, the guy who's probably the second fastest in the league or maybe faster than Hill. That, that that guy's a, a Olympic. He's Olympic sprinter as well. Went to the uh, Olympic trials. I, uh, his name is uh, I'm, I'm missing his name right now. Uh, he's he's number, I believe he's Are number you talking 10. About Goodwin? Yeah, yeah, Goodwin. 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 We haven't. When, when the last time you called Goodwin name? That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying, but the, the, to me, those are the players like that 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 you can that you can you know scheme up you know certain formations in games like this where you're gonna have two weeks. You know, we we. I mean, I, I'm just I'm just saying. I, I think the 49ers, if if need be, you know, Kyle can throw the ball, but I believe that their running game has been so dominant that he hasn't had to. I mean, you look back, no. he, he he bases his he bases his offense off of what he learned from his father, and look what look what Mike Shanahan used to do with his run game. You know, but besides Terrell uh, Davis, he used to throw anybody in the backfield, and they used to get twelve, thirteen hundred yards. Your Orlando's Garys and and your your Mike Smith, all these guys, you know, it's it's the that zone blocking scheme works, and if it works, I, I know it works. It. My team, my kids run it too. I, I know it works. We had we got Kubiak. Kubiak was one of his coordinators. I got you. exactly. But the thing is, with their receivers, what I'm trying to tell you, go back and look at that Minnesota game. Go back and look at some of his other games. Every time they let Jimmy G try to you know take over on the offense. He starts messing up. He starts getting ready to throw a pick. As soon as he starts getting like that, they go right back to the running game. Hey, I got a and question. I got a, I got a question. So, you remember when the Titans was coming in and what Derrick Henry was doing to everybody? What did he uh-huh. do? Today? I mean, anybody give KC credit for shutting Henry down that second half? Because he has like 62 yards at halftime. Yeah, like, do, I, and I said they were an opportunity. They they can do what they and, you know. How much better is the 49ers' overall run game versus the league leading rusher? I think it's a different dynamic, Hawk, because um, as good as and powerful as Derrick Henry is, he's not shooting out of the cannon like uh, it's a buildup for his speed. Mm-hmm. He ain't shooting out yeah. the cannon like most art is. It's different. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you got guys like, okay, we we may not need to make so big of a hole, but when you have a guy that runs like a track star, as soon as you shoot out the cannon, bro, it's like 10, 12 yards down the field already. That's okay. the biggest difference. The explosion is different. Like, it's easy. I mean, Henry's an easy target to hit. You're not missing 6'4", 240. 
But you got somebody shorter, like Mostart is, who's like, what, 5'11", 180? Yeah. It's too, e- it's too easy, man. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not going to be an easy thing. So, hold on. Hold on. I mean, I, I, think, right I, back, think, right I think overall... I think overall it is it's a, it's going to be a good matchup. I, I think you got the the best defense this year in the NFL against the best. I mean, and maybe maybe by the numbers, Kansas City didn't have the best offense because simply because Mahomes missed what two two and a half games, three games, yeah. And then yeah. you and then you had uh, you had Hill that missed a couple games. Uh, the Kansas City backfield, you know, it was it was you know a player a week or two, then they would have injuries, you know, because Williams was hurt a couple times throughout the year. Then you had Shady, you know, on, on his, I guess, snap count, as they say, you know. Um, so I, I don't know, man. But if if, if both, both teams come in relatively healthy, especially on Kansas City offensive side of the ball and the 49ers defensive side of the ball, you no, know, I think it'll be a good game. But I did see something today where in the two years, uh, Patrick Mahomes being a uh, you know, starting quarterback, uh, Kansas, he has never lost a game by more than seven points. So when Kansas City and he, does and he lose, damn near hey, my bad, my bad. sixteen interceptions too in two years, which is phenomenal. Right, right, right. You know he doesn't he doesn't takes a lot of he doesn't take a lot of snaps. So all the times he drops it back, you know he was what sacked how many like fourteen, fifteen times this whole year. You know. So, Javel, I got another you question know, for it, you too. What's that? Sorry, I got I got another question for you too. How many quarterbacks do you see that can throw off any position and throw about sixty to seventy yards like he did oh, no, no, when no. he threw I mean, the Watkins that game? No, How many quarterbacks I, I think, know that can do I, that? No, I, I don't. As far as as far as just God giving ability with the arm, I haven't seen anybody other than maybe Aaron Rodgers. I haven't seen you know. Anybody that could do it like like Mahomes does it, um, I mean he 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 is gifted. I mean, and that's the, that's the thing. Like he he affects he affects the the defenses as well. Well, not the defense, the other team's offense. Because uh, I believe uh, offensive coordinators or head coaches, whoever may be calling the plays, I think sometimes they get tight. You know what I'm saying? Because I think they they may overthink things too much. Because in the back of their mind. They're still trying to call the game to keep him off the field. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they put, it put pressure on you. They put pressure yeah, on you so as an offensive coordinator. I, I got you. I think I think he affects both sides of the ball. You know because his I mean his 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 arm strength. I mean and his his accuracy. Um, I mean that that's something that's something you know special. And it, and it just it blows my mind that that Andy Reid was the only one. Maybe not the only coach to see that. What you saying, Javel? You're one willing. I, I said it, 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 it amazes up, me man. that Andy Reid was the. Oh man, yeah, I'm coming through a bad spot, yo. Yeah. Oh, you all right? Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just saying that it, it amazes me that Andy Reid was the only, you know, coach slash GM, you know, who was willing to to go up in the draft and get Mahomes. Like, like that's the that's the biggest thing to me when it comes to to scouts and and GMs or owners. Like, like to me, like they get fixated on on something that they that they like, you know what I'm saying? And regardless of what else that they see around them, you know, they just fixated it on on this one, especially when it comes to, to the quarterback position, you know? Because I I just I feel like, and maybe it was because of the the scheme, 
that they ran down at Texas Tech because we have seen a lot of Texas Tech quarterbacks in the past put up great numbers because of their offense, but they're not college quarterbacks. I mean, not NFL quarterbacks. And maybe that was what what Patrick Mahomes got coming out of Texas Tech, but it's just hard. It's just hard for me to believe that you know Mitch Trubisky, you know, was, was rated him in any team's draft draft room like that. That's that's mind blowing to me. I, I mean, I and believe what, it. I know because we are, we already know. You know, we already know the conversation when it comes to that. You know yeah, but can we all they, agree? They all, can we all agree? Can we all agree that Kyle Shanahan made sure Jimmy G didn't mess the money up these past two games? Can we all just agree to that? Forty nine. Oh no, fans you already know my my standpoint on that. No, I, I want the forty nine <laughs> fans in the chat to admit that Shanahan made sure Jimmy G ain't effed the money up. Let's just keep it a stack. Jimmy G <laughs> had a very he had a good season. To me, he had a good season. He managed the game well. And every game that was getting out of hand, Kyle Shanahan made sure he didn't shit the bed and mess the money up. And the three losses this year, Jimmy G couldn't get them out the hole. But they they front runners. As long as they playing from in front, beside well, mm-hmm. the outlier is the New Orleans game. The New Orleans game was a fun game. Like Jimmy G was he was letting that thing fly. No, you know well, that's that's, that's New, he get my bit of hat for that game. New Orleans New Orleans defense ain't what y'all thought it. Was I don't even care, but he I mean, was throwing. We just, he was throwing some scuds though. He was throwing. I'm just, you know, I gotta give it up to that dude, man. It's throwing here, yeah, and, and, and I think, I think, uh, I think, I mean, and you, y'all may laugh at me, but I think by making the Super Bowl, that may have saved Garoppolo, man, because I, I think what, what you just said, Hawk, about the past two games was how Shanahan dummy down the, the offense, like. I think he would rather have a different quarterback. You know, I, I maybe think, I maybe think that he feels that you know maybe he's he's not the you know not the quarterback that, that he wants. You know, I mean, well, that's that's an injury, man. I, I that's what injuries do to you. Um, because I honestly believe I think he was trending upward, but he lost his all his momentum when he got hurt that one year when he did that dumb stuff and tried to run over a linebacker or whatever and end up tearing up his Achilles. I think that takes – when you get hurt like that, those type of big injuries, sometimes that takes something out of you, man. And, so I mean, we haven't I've seen that question. same amount of confidence. I got a question, Darian. And Jason just said something in the chat. He said, I guarantee you, Shanny got some pass plays saved up. Here's the dilemma that you run into if you cow Shanahan and even if you're a fan of the 49ers. You've gotten here behind the legs of your running backs. If you mess around and Jimmy G a tip – like 20 to 25 passes and your ass lose, or if you throw the ball more than you run, mm-hmm. you know what's going to be under the microscope. Why oh, the hell? Yeah. You do, do, you, do you, do you, do you trust Jimmy G up now. against Tyron Matthew? That's, that's the thing. You got a ball hunt back there, man. Man, that, that's I don't know if going to be bad. They trash can juice without one back there. We're going to keep it a stack. You you talking about the safeties or the secondary as a whole? Secondary as a whole. I don't trust that secondary. If I'm the point out, I'm throwing you on there. You don't like you don't you don't you don't like Breland and uh and old boy from Tech. They're not consistent. No. Nope. They're not consistent enough. No. Nope. And then Thornhill and like I said with Thornhill, oh, um, not with Thornhill, but Matthew. Matthew is like, nice. 
Thornhill was in the middle of the field making sure they always had help over the top. He had a phenomenal rookie season. Yeah. Without him there, they, they can't freelance like they was because that kid, well, he, like I said, I understand the kid came from Virginia, but he had a very good rookie campaign to in which he could play the, the, the deep third, the deep middle of the field and allow Tyron to do what he do, do his Palomalu type of defensive scheme and what he does, you know, being around the line of scrimmage, making plays. He's a hell of a DB, don't get me wrong, but Cal Shanahan devised up route combos that put you in non-favorable situations. And if you let Debo catch the ball on the edge or you let Emmanuel Sanders catch the ball on the edge, it'd be like KC receivers. They could strike up the band quick because Jimmy G don't lead the league in yards through the air. Like, all they got to do is throw three-yard routes, and they do the rest. That's one thing about this offense that's dangerous. You could just do an RPO in, in a sense of, you can have a stretch zone on. You can have a quick slant on the backside. If you see the corner playing too far off, you can just pick that thing up and throw it like it's a smoke, and D-Bo them be doing the rest. So that's why this game is intriguing to me because I know KC is just banking on San Francisco selling for a field goal or getting a stop here and there. Their mindset is we're going to score. It's like arena football. They got to score. They really can't stop San Francisco. It's going to have to be some type of blunder like drop ball, fumble, miscue, something, in my opinion, that's going to have to go on for Kansas City to really have a chance versus the 49ers. Like, the 49ers, as a team, they should beat, they should beat the hell out of KC. But stranger things have happened, in my opinion. And, you know, you got Mahomes. And ain't no damn Madden yeah. curse either. All these fools talking about some damn Madden curse. They kill me with this crap. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but I think I think it should be I think it should be a good game, man. You know, I uh and I I, I, I mean, you know, I don't I don't have a I don't have a horse in the race. I just wanna see a good game, but I definitely think Andy Reid is, is one of the best coaches uh that we've, you know, seen in, in our lifetime and and I think Shanahan is is one of the best up-and-coming offensive minds, you know, as well. So I, I think it'll definitely be a good game. And a lot of these – both of these offenses, man, they do a lot of window dressing, window dressing, you know, a lot of yeah. different formation, uh, a, lot of, a lot of motions, you know what I'm saying? Um, so it, it's, it's going to be a good chess match, man. Yeah, man, and the good thing about the 49ers, all they got to do is send four. They can win with four. Like, they could, they could send four and get home. That's the beauty of them, and they can play more guys in coverage. Now, in the back end, they're not known for a lot of man-to-man, but Sherman is so smart that he doesn't have to play man, and he can identify a lot of things. He looks for work. So a lot of folks, when they say so-and-so's a zone corner, it's a difference. You got zone corners who just play their damn zone. That's it. If it's cover two and ain't no threat coming to them, they sitting out there looking like a dumbass. Sherman is the dude who's going to go look for work. So if it's if it's a cover three and nobody's in his zone, he will bump the safety to push him to the opposite hash, and he would take over the hash where the safety's supposed to be at. Like, Sherman looks for work. So that's going to take me into my next topic, this Richard Sherman versus the Real Reavers Twitter beef. That I don't know why Reavers jumped out there. I know why. Because, you know, they, they had a spat a couple of years ago when Reavers, you know, was kind of teetering. Um, I think when Reavers just got hurt, uh, and went to Tampa, and then Sherman became the best corner because Reeves was out, and then he made the All-Pro. And this, you know, what I'm saying, if you look at like the first team All-Pros, 
I think it started right when Revis got hurt, and then Sherman made it all the way until the end to where Revis's first last team was Sherman's. I mean, yeah, Sherman's last first team was the same year as Revis' last first year, but first team, and that was the first time they were on it together on the first team. So um, you got a lot of folks jumping out there saying they don't respect Sherman because he don't travel with the number one receiver. And I'm a dude that never believed in that crap. Like, that's just me. I believe in the integrity of the defense. And if you got a corner following a receiver everywhere he go and he going to the slot, you got your third best corner now on the island and he barbecue chicken. Because it's so much easier to get a guy open from the slot. And the majority of the time, you're going to have a, a linebacker inside for the now route. You're going to have a safety just checking you over the top because you're in the slot as a two-way go. And I just feel like what it boils down to is this. Who dominated what they did the best for a longer, long period of time? That's how I look at it with Reavers and Sherman, man. Like, you could you could argue to you blue in the face about this damn topic, in my opinion. What y'all think about it? I, I think that Reavers wouldn't have got served up like <laughs> – like Sherman did on that route. And I think he does have a valid, I think he has a valid argument, but I mean, what can you do? I mean, everything is situational. Yeah. So, um, as a matter of fact, when it comes to stats and stuff, you are the perfect person that I want to talk to you about. So, when it comes to DB, stats alone cannot, can, can they or can they not can they not judge an actual DB and their, um, I guess their, um, I can't even find a word for it. When you their, comparing them, their progression. Yes. Uh, like I'm, I'm all about extra possessions for the offense. So I love when guys get a bunch of interceptions or forced fumbles or things of that nature. But uh, okay, the so main with Dion, thing, right? Yeah. So when everybody thinks Dion is Dion, Dion is the best possible corner ever, right? But when yeah. it comes to turnovers and tackles, Champ Bailey has is better in that um is better in his um in his stats. Just yeah. like you have Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson has favorable stats in his favor over Dion. But people would yeah. still say Dion are better than them too. I mean so that's a, lot of times, a lot of times a lot of times the, the, the personality and the and the persona plays plays a lot into that, man. Because you know, I you you heard Dion and, and interviews o- over the years say that you know there's a difference between Dion and prime time. That w- that was a show, you know what I'm saying? Because corners were two or three lowest paid positions at that time, and he was trying to change all that. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it's hard uh-huh. it's hard when you get into numbers uh, for for certain certain positions. You know. So you say a corner. Well, what are you what are you judging it by? Are you doing it by pass breaks? Or are you doing it by interceptions? But that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying because if you go by turnovers, um, I think was it Champ? Bay- I don't have the numbers in front of me, but this is one of, like the arguments I go through with my friends all the time. Champ Bailey and Charles Woodson. They always say one of my friends is adamant about Charles Woodson and Champ Bailey are better than Deion Sanders, just based mm-hmm. on stats alone. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. does that make them the better DB? Because, I mean, if Deion Sanders was doing his job, which was covering his man, and they never threw to his side, I mean, can we judge off of that? 
It's all it's all perception. You know what I'm saying? Because let me let me, I'll give you a perfect example. What's Gilmore for for the for New England? They don't really throw his mm-hmm. way, but he still had a gang of damn picks. Because when they did throw his way, he made you he made you pay. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's hard, man. Sometimes, I mean, like Revis has had two seasons where, well, he had he one season. He ain't had no interceptions, and he was still All Pro. Then the next year, he had four interceptions. He was All Pro. And the year before that, he had six. He was All Pro. Then he had another season. He had just two interceptions. He was All Pro. But then you look at Richard Sherman. He had eight interceptions all pro, eight interceptions all pro, four interceptions all pro. This year he was second team all pro with three interceptions. It just look, it just depends on the perception from the media, perception from the coaches. Um, if they feel like certain people are throwing your way, like it's I guess it's I guess it's similar to what we were talking about with Jimmy G. If I can kill Cromartie and we eat in that way, what's the use of you covering our top dude? You know what I'm saying? Like that that's that's what that's what boils down to me. Like so when somebody says somebody's following the top guy everywhere, well, I'm gonna just eat the dude who on the other side. Or I could just move and go t- so what happens if you got your guy covering the top guy everywhere he go and we go to a bunt set? You still gonna play man to man? I could really I could run rub routes now. You could be you become a detriment yeah. to the integrity of the defense. What happens when I zoom motion? Usually guys bump mm-hmm. and, and go and check blue, check that type of combo zone. You mean to tell me your ass still going to stay in man and now I can really put the guy that you come beside in, in harm's way because he's not good enough to, you know, be a step behind because you're, you're talented and you're gifted. Like, people got to realize that's why I never believe in following a receiver everywhere because offenses can devise form- formations to really put the guy beside you in the biggest detriment. So while he getting his ass toasted and you over there screaming, well, my guy ain't catching nothing. Fool, he don't got to catch nothing. Good for you. Well, perfect example what you're talking about. Patrick Peterson, Arizona. That's been the story of his life. I mean, he always yep. follows the best receiver, but, you know, the other guy stays getting torched. So, yeah, I, I can see what you're saying when it comes to that. I give another, I give another example. I give another example. Another example. And, and when I when people tell me Dion always followed the top guy, I tell them once he got to San Francisco and Dallas, he didn't anymore. I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna give you a prime example. When he got to San Francisco in the playoff game, Michael Irvin is the top receiver for the Cowboys, right? Dion was on Alvin Harper because of his speed. They trusted Eric Davis on Michael Irvin because Michael Irvin wasn't a fast guy, so they figured, hey, we could keep Irvin in front of us. Irvin had what like over damn near 200 yards receiving that playoff game. And once Deion did go over there to him, Irvin was in the zone. He was catching stuff on Deion as well. So it's one of the things is like, people got to realize they don't always, Revis, when he won a Super Bowl, did he follow the number one guy in New England? Hell no. He would switch over, but that's not like he was playing man the whole time like he was with the Jets. When, when Revis finally won a ring, he wasn't that shutdown guy that covered the number one guy everywhere. That's why when Revis killed me, it's like, yo, when the last time a shutdown corner that followed the number one receiver everywhere team actually won a Super Bowl? Is it just Gilmore? The last, I mean, was he considered the shutdown guy when they just beat um, 
when they just won versus the Rams, was Gilmore considered like a shutdown that year? I'm trying to figure yeah, something out. Because, you know, yeah. while, while people talk about you got to check the number one guy, where's that really getting me defensively as a whole? I mean, That's but also, too, also too, man, we, we can't see it act like, too, though, um, Sherman didn't have people around him, which is which I think what is Sherman's um, – not mean Brevis's point. I mean, yeah. the beginning when he started balling, balling like that, um, he had what, – who did he have at the um, – at on safety? He had Cam Chancellor. He had Cam Chancellor. And he, he had, had Earl Thomas. And he Earl had, Thomas. Uh, he had uh, – who was playing the other right side? corner that came, that came to uh, Philly? Big dude. Got, it was, big dude. Was it Browner? Browner? Well, he had Browner. Then he Browner. had the other cat to get the big contract right after him. But he had two other guys who were solid. He had a pass rush as well. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, at the end of the day, everything falls back on your team. Like, you can't be a – look, look. Let's get this misconception out the damn way. Reeves had a pass <laughs> rush too, okay? Reeves had a pass rush. When his ass went to Tampa, and a down year for Reeves was still good enough to be damn near all pro. So when I, I mean, say we had break. a down I mean, year in Tampa, when he had a down year in Tampa, that was by his standards. He 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 took uh he took a, a Randy Ross a Randy Moss route in um Oakland, you know what I'm saying? Took the money and just chilled. I mean, I'm not gonna fault him for that. Yeah. But um, I mean, I guess you could say yeah, yeah he had a, he had a pass rush. The defense that he played with, I mean, they weren't no slouch either. I mean, no, he was playing that- under. He was playing on hey, Rex Ryan, for God's sake. Ryan. You know what I'm saying? Rex Ryan. Yes, so, exactly. People kill me, man. Like, yeah. Reeves shutting people down. I'm like, so Reeves ain't have a pass rush, no hurries. Like, no, look at sacks, but look at hurries, too. Because them quarterbacks throwing them here and getting up out of there, Reeves frail technique and the ball underthrown. Or he over the top. Mm-hmm. Maybe he got somebody buzzing underneath. Like, look, look. It's, it, that, you that, pick that and choose. Go ahead, Javel. I think that the the cornerback position, man, that's that, that's a that's a good that's a good uh, question that that you bring up about you know the situation because to me cornerback because cornerback is real iffy, man. Because you know when you talk about the best of all times and you know now we're about to get the, the Hall of Fame inductees and all that, you know what I'm saying? I, I look at that guy. Grande, you know what I'm saying? He don't get all. He never got all the recognition. Never, you know what I'm saying? Was the distant glamour type player. But if you look at Rondé's numbers, his numbers at corner and when he moved to safety are up there with with all the first and second ballot Hall of Famers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it, it yeah. all go. It all goes on. You know what I'm saying? Who who you talking to and what everybody. Because everybody looks at each position and what they determine to be, you know, the status quo for that position. But you know, you sometimes you got to dissect and, and look beyond that, you know, to actually look at how, not how, how only how good a player was, but what he brought to his specific team and that that defense. You know what I'm saying? Because. You know, like I said, you you look at you pull Rondé's numbers up and you put his his numbers up there with the with the Rod Wilson and Charles Wilson's. I mean, his, his numbers are are comparable to theirs as as Hall of Fame players. Yeah, man. And the thing the thing that I think Post got to realize is this: if you're a young athlete out here and you want to play DB, yes, it's great to be considered a shutdown corner, but don't get it misconstrued. It's not easy to play zone if you're one of them dudes who understand route concepts and aren't robots. If you're a zone guy that's looking for work, that understand that once somebody comes in your zone, you treat it like man, your ability 
to read the quarterback's eyes, to play with your butt to the sideline. See, you got a lot of these young kids who just feel like I'm a man. I play man, 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 man. And man's going to require your God-given ability to really be in the forefront, your speed, your quickness, and your acceleration. What happens if you get injured and you aren't as fast anymore? You're not viable anymore. They kick you to the curb. Can you adapt that's and what do something to, uh, else? That's what happened to old uh, D. Milliner when he was from Alabama. Remember everybody was talking about him? Like he was supposed to be the next guy after uh, Darrell Revis? And then yeah. he got he got a couple of injuries, too many injuries to the legs, and couldn't play that zone. He was kept getting killed, kept getting killed, kept kept getting killed, because he was yep. always playing and that man a, to man. That, that's the thing about Sherman Hawk. When you, when you say Sherman look for work, that's one thing about him. Like he he's so comfortable with with his with his with his hips and and in yep. and out of breaks. Like he watches the quarterback. Like he doesn't even yep. he doesn't even he keeps his hand on the receiver, you know what I'm saying, and keeps leverage, but he watches the quarterback almost every play. Well, you That's know what helps fact. him with that? You know what helps him with that? He got a scholarship to Stanford as a wide receiver. As a receiver, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So he knows, you know what I'm saying, those those concepts being a receiver being a receiver, just flipping it over to the D B side. Kind of same thing with Hawk, you know what I'm saying? Hawk was a receiver in high school. Yeah. So let me, let me, let me, let me talk to Mike. Man, Mike Scott. <laughs> Mike Scott in the Mike Scott in the chat said that Dion had battles with Jerry Rice with no help, with Michael Irvin, Bruce, Andre Reed, James Austin. So here's my thing with Dion. Dion was on the island in, in, in Atlanta pretty much a lot because they had to generate pressure. But once Dion became a winner, he wasn't on the island no more. Like that, that, that facade was gone. You know what I'm saying? Like and, Dion's oh, my guy. On, I love him to death. But once his ass got to San Francisco and Dallas, he won't on the island no more. He, and, but I they mean, think and that to, Dion was the only person credit, on the he, island. No, no, Wait, I'm what, saying what that, was only, that, was only, that was the only place he was on the island was Atlanta, in my opinion. Yeah, and when when it comes to Dion, I mean, be real about the situation when he went to the 49ers and the Cowboys. He he joined really really good defenses. You know what I'm saying. So he didn't he didn't have to do as as much. I mean he kind of like you know fell in, and it it was a it was a team aspect. With Atlanta, and Dion was doing everything. You know what I'm saying on the defensive side of the ball. But you got to think this this is this is young Dion coming out of Florida State. So what what you can do at 22, 23, 24, you're not gonna do at 30, 31, 32. <laughs> you know that's but, just that's just the honesty of the situation. Just for the sake of argument, how many? I mean, uh, Champ Bailey with with the Redskins. How many times they have a good defense while he was there? Let's look at uh, look at uh, Charles Wilson when he was in Oakland. For damn sure, their team was always good when he was there. Even with your boy, uh, who's it? Namdi Osmogor, whatever he was, his name was. He he was a baller. Was on the island a lot of times. Because his team wasn't all that great neither. So that's not like a good argument to make. Well, I'll say that's this. That's like I'll saying say like every time primetime, every time primetime catch the rock, oh, he, he could take it to the house. I don't know if y'all watched Chad Bailey or Charles Wilson. Charles Wilson, yeah. they made a living off that. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll say this, bro. I'll say this. You got a, you got a, you got a deep safety. The safety may shade away from your top corner. 
But if the quarterback mm-hmm. drop, if the quarterback back shoulder drop, and he looking opposite, that safety's gonna take off and give you some help. Because mm-hmm. if you in cover one, they just ain't gonna say, especially if you're on the wide side of the field, they just ain't gonna say, hey, don't even help. That's why I always tell folks, it's instinctual for a safety to just take off when a quarterback is about to let the ball go. Like, he just not – like, everybody's going to try to get that cheap pick. Like, so, that's why I always – I don't buy into the no-help stuff. I get what people are saying. Like, nobody set out to help that individual, but a football player is going to look for work and read a quarterback's eyes. So, it may not be, it may not be drawn up for help to be there, but you're going to see a safety take off when the ball is thrown. If not, his ass going to get a minus. Ain't no safety just going to watch the ball – be thrown at Dion and be like, Dion got him. Because they're going to be like, yo, what the hell are you doing? Run to the ball. That's why I always say it. But I know barbershop argument, you have to say somebody was on the island because it's that's how great those guys sounds, are. They get gifted. It sounds good. <laughs> yeah, they gifted, man. But the thing about, here's the thing about, like, the genetic freaks, like the Daryl Greens, like Dion had that toe injury. He made he made uh, the Pro Bowl with uh, the Cowboys. I think it's last year. Then he went to to the Redskins, and he wasn't the same Dion with the Redskins because that toe was bothering. And once the toe was bothering, you know you wasn't known for nothing else. Not saying Dion couldn't play zone and adapt at different positions, but I love the Woodson boy, Woodson dudes because they played everything and they adapted and played at a high level at everything outside yep. high level nickel high level safety, high level. That's why when you talk about the top DBs, I go with the Woodson boys. Hell, even Darren Woodson was good because he he would play nickel too. Oh, so yeah. you could, you, yeah, all Woodson. three Woodson boys was, was nasty. And I'm a dude that I want you to play everything. I feel like the real, I, I feel like Richard Sherman can play everything. Is he as good a man as he is in the zone? No, because he doesn't run a 4-3. He's like a 4-6 guy. Like He'll get outran. Like That's just his weakness is speed. He's not faster than everybody. So what do you do? You put him in clamp technique. Some cover one, top field shoulder, cover three. Why? Because they look exactly the same. All the quarterbacks see is the yeah. butt to the sideline and you top field shoulder, and they think you can run the bang eight. But if he cover one, he going to drive it. Even if he cover three, he going to drive it. You just don't know if it's a whole player or if it's a half player. And that's how Seattle hey, used to do you- folks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. Um, do you see? You uh, speaking, speaking of corners, speaking of corners, uh, and and the mold of of corners, you know, like you speaking of Charles and Rod Wilson, who can play in and out, move to safety. Do you see? Uh, in the latter part of his career, do you see that's a uh, uh, a move that Jalen Ramsey could make? Oh, that's a good question. Now, I, I think the fact that Jalen is with a new team, they may ask him the new you know, playing different schemes. Like, I, I, that's what I fear with Peterson. I fear that with Jalen. Um, I see a little bit with Gilmore. They have him playing some zones. Like, if you one of these dudes who knows a shutdown, I feel like that's a tag you really don't want because nope. the team is never nope. going to try to incorporate you in zones. They feel like they're wasting you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've heard that this year. Jalen Ramsey said, I feel like you wasting me in zone. How, fam? How? You the biggest disguise. If you come up first. Right. They think you a man. So if you get a hammer route and you got a slot, slot dude doing the corner route, 
they thinking, well, it's on Jalen's side. He's just going to take away our number of receiver. We got the corner route, the sale route wide open. And you slough off and pick it off, you helping the integrity of your – like, you helping your defense in sky. That's why, I, that's why I'm more, more fans of guys who demonstrate that they can play some zone, play some cover two, cover four, can roll up and play man. Give me a little bit of everything because the palette is there to where you can build off of it. If you're just known to be a I mean, man guy in college, that scares me. Because what happens when your 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 juice is gone? Hamstring. Hey, and that's something. That's something. That's what that's what happened. There you go. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> you did. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> hey, but you, you look you look Rose. at that. You look at that. You look at that where, I, and I think that's where the the fit and the scheme comes in because. Look at what look at what Marcus Peters done with the Rams, and then when he was traded to Baltimore. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Cause he was just, he was just playing that straight. You know what I'm saying? More of that zone. Yep. You know what I'm saying? When he's just watching the quarterback and look, all, all pro. You know, multiple interceptions, multiple pick sixes, and I mean, he wasn't an afterthought, but it it was it was it made it clear to me when they, you know, made the move to bring in Ramsey that it was something about Peters that they didn't like because, I mean, they had just, just got him last year, right? You know, he didn't, he yeah. didn't even stay in with the Rams for two whole years. Their problem with Peters, though, the problem oh, with no, Peters, though, is the fact – yeah, the problem with Peters, though, is the fact that they think that he's not disciplined. He gambles too much. He does. Um, also, you know what I'm saying, um, the fact, too, is, you know, he's one of those guys kind of like a, a high head. I'm not saying yep. that, you know what I'm saying, like, he's kind of those guys, you know, if you're not listening, you know what I'm saying, and then the, he's a type that he's going to kind of bark back at you. And I don't think that somebody like his, like, um, what's the coach for uh, Rams again? Um, what's his name? Um, McVay? I don't think, yeah, yeah, McVay. I don't think McVay could, you know, contain him saying like the way like a hardball could. Because you saw Harbaugh got to him and rang him in. I mean, you started seeing that production again. But, yeah, that's yeah, kind of I, been the main thing. Well, I think I think with Marcus Peters, Marcus Peters is a guy who has very good ball skills, can really pattern read, understand route concepts. When, people, when I tell people about route concepts, it's two threats to your side. Understanding if one does this route, the other guy is going to most definitely do – these other two or three routes so he can anticipate when the ball is coming out. But if you take that, so you look at when the Rams, you know, in that three, four that they run, he was asked to play some man, like you were saying, he wants to gamble. And he got to Baltimore, they allow him to play them hybrid between zone and cover one. I always say, say, I always say cover one and zone, cover three, you could pretty much make it look out, look the same. The what it give it away is the linebackers, if you can see them buzzing out to the hook flat. Because even if you got your middle backers, if they playing clamp towards the line, the running backs, and it's a third and long, and the running back block, instead of them pressuring, they may drop off. So you may be thinking it's cover three, but they're really in one. It's just that they're not rushing, even though the back is blocking. So I like guys who can play with their butt to the sideline, period. Like, if they're in man, like yeah. D'Angelo Hall would play man, but he always had his butt to the sideline because he felt comfortable cutting off his blade and reading the quarterback. When you turn your back to your to the quarterback, now you got to be even and looking lean to look back. Because if you don't have control of the upfield shoulder, you can't look back. I always hear po- people say, "Ball hawk, why did he be looking back?" I'm like, "Why would he look back? The ball not coming to him." 
So when you look back and receivers in front of your ass, the ball can be thrown over your head unless it's a bad throw. You might get lucky, but that's 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 when most of the time you hear people say, "Why they didn't look back?" The DB don't know it's a bad ball thrown. He just know I got to catch up. And if you look back, you get you slow down. Most receivers look up. They don't look back. When you look back, you actually slow down. You open your shoulders up and you lose. Um, you decelerate. But if you look up, meaning the ball is coming over your shoulder, you can continue to accelerate and maintain your speed. So that's why if a DB has his butt to the sideline, even if he's trailing, he's already there to anticipate when the ball is being thrown. He's not going to panic and things like that. So I like Marcus Peters, man. I mean, the dude makes plays. He a hothead for sure. But he got 27 uh-huh. picks in five seasons. Yeah, man. That's you do something of- right and he got 797 return yards and six touchdowns. So when he catch it, he crib. Yeah, he he going to the crib. Yeah. So, but that, that, that's all I got for y'all today, man. Anything else y'all oh, want to talk more, about? One more thing. One more thing, man. I, I don't like to disrespect the Cerrone trying to act like he, he, he a little cat because, oh, boy, you know, ran through him. You know what, what I'm that? saying? Old, old Conor McGregor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's I, I talk appreciate about that, that real quick. Let's talk about that real quick. Old Conor McGregor. I appreciate that. I appreciate I, that. I, so, so what was your thoughts about the fight, man? Um, Look, everybody's talking about – I've seen Cerrone fight, man. Like, everybody try to act like, well, you know, they just do another scrub against him. Cerrone can fight, bro. You don't get the, yeah. having the most dubs in MMA history – without knowing how to fight. But That's when he said what he said was, he said, man, listen, I ain't never had nobody hit me with stuff like this. When old boy hit him with that, yeah. up, that, that shoulder. shoulder. I, said, yeah. I said, look, man, you, you get confused. And by the time he got his bears, he caught a kick to the face and went to sleep. That's how MMA is. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't fault that, man. And I, like, no, you I get a strike that you don't see coming. I mean, he saw it coming three times, but it was kind of like that shock thing. Like, Remember when you first got cracked back on, and you're like, "Man, where yeah. the hell did that come from?" It's the yeah. same feeling. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you this, Darren, because I, I I said it was great matchmaking for Connor in this comeback. The reason why I said that, and I'm not saying the Cowboy is a sucker and he weak, but his style fits what Connor not only does well, and that's stand and trade, but it fits mm-hmm. the it fits the he's back type of storyline they want. Cause he done got knocked out his past two fights, and and when when Cowboy loses, he usually get knocked out. I mean, he usually get put to sleep. Is it TKO or he go night night? Cause he a fighter, and I respect the hell out yeah. of him. But, you know, after your ass get knocked out quite a couple of times, you become Roy Jones. That jaw become real sensitive, but showing your ass sensitive, like oh my god, yeah, I'm done. Now he was in the ring, like yeah. oh yeah, shoulder hurt me, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like he he a, he very was a very good fighter in his prime, man. Cowboy was that deal. And now it's good to see Connor back, but I think Connor, you know, take another a tune up fight, man. Don't try to jump on, with them hyenas. I think, I think, I think also too. Uh, I think I believe in a little bit of what he was saying about him having his little drinking problem and wasn't completely focused. I yeah. think just the fact he was even making a hundred million, he won't oh, really focus. Because yeah. even oh, for like no. somebody with takedown defense. He's normally great with takedown defense, man. Like I watched all his fights. Like yeah. he's definitely like you know what I'm saying. He knows what your plan is. He's very calculated person. 
So it's just one of them things. Yeah, man. man. I, 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 I do think he's a tune up. People got to realize this. Anybody that's fought Floyd and got their biggest payday, just except for Canelo, he's the outlier. But look at everybody that's fought Floyd Mayweather Jr. and what happened to them after they fight him, after they get that big check. That money is something different. It's different. You look at uh, – what we look at, like, Koto. That big check, he won't the same, even though he was already going down here. You look at uh, what's the boy with his daddy was a trainer, left-handed dude. The last name started with a G. God damn, I forgot his name. But he won't the same. Um, I said Canelo still did the same. Sugar Shane ass won't the same after he almost knocked out Floyd. Uh, McDonald won't the same after those two fights he had with Floyd. He got fat and wanted to retire. Um, Andre Berto got that big check. He, you know, he he just in the way right now. Um, and then Connor, like everybody that fight Floyd and get that big check, money's different, man. People gotta realize money changes you. You get dead, especially in the in the get hit in the face business. If I just got a hundred million dollars out for one fight, what the heck? Why would I go back to the UFC? Really? Why? I just made a hundred million dollars for boxing. Versus a dude who don't hit hard. Why would I go back to the UFC? That's what I'm thinking about, Connor. And then when you did come back, you ran into a goddamn hyena that eat human, that drink human blood, and then you disrespect his religion. And his homeboy is going to try to carry his soul set you out of here. He probably was like, man, I ain't about to do this. I just got a hundred dollars Floyd Mayweather. So at the end of the day, Connor, respect the hell out of you. But I respect you if you didn't come back and get punched in the face. After getting that big check from Floyd Mayweather. Pacquiao is a different dude. Pacquiao took that money and gave it to his peoples. Okay? Now Pacquiao is trying to make money for himself because Bob Arum was robbing him all these years. But people got to realize, man, once boxers make this big money, nothing was the same. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, you changed, man. You changed. You oh, changed. You saw, what Connor, you saw what Connor did. He got the $100 million, got his... uh. Got his proper 12 going. The man was having a time of his life. Time of his life, though. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? You got $100 million for a sport you don't even do. You done talked yourself into a $100 million deal. And now they want you to come yeah. back and fight for 12 or 13? <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, man? Really? No. Really? You want me to come fight for $13 million? For real? And I'm risk. I'm good. I'm That's good, That's why he tapped like, man, my damn. Like, Khan don't even worry about wins or losses no more. He don't worry about them damn belts. He tapped out like, man, let me let me get my check. And then he was like, yo, you still mad at me, dog? Like, why you trying to fight me and stuff, man? I tapped. You won. Like, Cowboy, we appreciate you for, 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 for you know, giving Connor that torch of welcoming him back to UFC. But there's some damn hyenas that's lurking, calling out Connor. And I want Connor to stay away from them. Don't fight Khabib again. Don't do it because he pissed pissed. Well, I, I think he got Conor a little bit too punk. comfortable at the weight. I think he's too comfortable at the weight that he's at right now to go back down to that weight because you have to go down to 155. Um, he at 170 fight. right now. He at 170. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. I want to see him fight Willie, though. He was talking real greasy to Willie. I want to see that, though. 
I do want to see that. Because once Willie put, Willie put them paws on you, we're going to see. We're going to see. And we saw the dude who you need to stay away from him. I don't know, man. Willie's not the same, bro. He's not the same dude like he was. Because he got that money. That's another he got that money. money. <laughs> That's that money got to him. <laughs> hey, yo, man, that money yeah. different, boy. That money different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We seen the Tito and Chuck Liddell 30 for 30. That money different. Mm-hmm. Especially when you know you're getting punched in the face, bro. Like Ronda Rousey's smart. WWE, there you go, Ronda. You get the same checks doing fake stuff, but it still hurts your body. But you really ain't getting knocked out. Yeah. That's yeah. what I don't understand what I don't know, man. when he left WWE for UFC. Like, how you go from getting fake punch in the face to real punch in the face? You got to be on some type of drug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting paid yeah, to yeah. fake And now nah, you want he, me to come fight He's he not ready to fight like a like a Masvidal or a, or a Usman yet. No, nah, he's yeah, not Any of the dudes, I can't say their last name. He need to stay away from. I can't say their last name. You know the I I just said hyenas. But thank you, Darian. That's why you are analysts on the show. If I can't say their last name, I don't say it. I just call them hyenas. Yeah, <laughs> and so, boys, nah, he, he needs to stay away from them boys, especially them boys like the really. wrestlers right now. But I think he, I think he'll, I think he's on his way back up. You know, when you have a draw like that, you can demand what type of money that you want. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, all right, man. That's the show for the day. Uh, we ain't had no battle rap news. I don't think. I know a no Sharon battled Geechee this past weekend, and uh, a war battled Jay Murder, who I think is trash. You already did it to know whatever he say, but whatever. Um, but that chess versus Arsenal is out on a URL app. That joint is fire. That battle was is fire. So check that out if you haven't. Um. Geechee and them got smoked at Royalty, dog, if you haven't heard. Geechee and Kofi Brown. I don't know about smoke, but they lost. So, yeah, man, that's all I got. Darren, you got anything you want to say, man? You're on mute. We can't hear you. Um, I think uh, I think San Francisco loses, man. Y'all going to have to tell me something different. I mean, we'll have another show before the Super Bowl, so we got the next week. We'll have another show to really dive into the pregame. I started watching really breaking down their film like it was a UVA game so I could try to come up with some narratives to throw out there. But uh, right now on paper it looks like San Francisco should win because they are a better team overall. Like They could give KC problems period. I don't know if KC could really generate pressure and cover on the back end, but I think the 49ers can just rush four and then cover and be just fine because I don't trust Kansas City running the ball as of right now. But, you know, I'm going to go back and watch some more film and see. But we're going to see what my homie do. And Jimmy G going to get all the credit for the Super Bowl win if the 49ers winning. So be prepared. Be prepared for your ears to bleed. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. But until next time, yo, y'all know the motto. Good enemy, a great, be great in everything that you do. Appreciate my dog, Darian, for for chiming in and, and, and JaVale. And um, Netflix, y'all need to go back and stop trying to make it seem like Aaron Hernandez was gay. He just he he liked both. He he's a human, you know. 
Um, he's a killer. It showed that CTE. Um, but I think he killed himself for the $40 million to be inherited by his child and his fiance, me personally. I think that's why he killed himself because of that law in New England. But we don't know why he was shooting people in the face like he did the drug dealer and why he killed um, his his future sister-in-law's boyfriend. But I don't want to make it seem like it's because he was afraid to come out the closet. If you are a homosexual, don't feel like you got to come out some closet. Yeah, you probably, you know, if your parent think you're a heterosexual and you don't want to spring it on them, then yeah, you can talk to your folks, but you ain't got to announce to no damn America what you like in the bedroom. To hell with them folks. This is your life. That's all I got for y'all. I'm out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.